0: Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. Another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. This week we're talking startups, we're talking transport with Haseeb Khan, the founder of UDrive. Founded in 2016, Dubai-based startup UDrive was the first to leverage mobility by introducing the rent-by-a-minute concept to the region. And then, over the last four to five years, the company has legitimized its service to over a quarter of a million UAE citizens, residents, and visitors to complete over 1.4 million trips, delivering an estimated savings of approximately 25% for people compared to, with traditional mobility alternatives. More recently, and while we're talking to Hasib today, is that UDrive announced that it has closed a $5 million U.S. dollar funding round led by prominent regional investors, business leaders, and venture capitalists, with the intention to utilize the funding to further enhance the data analytics capabilities of its platform and a focus on elevating customer experience. So today on the show, we're going to talk about how the company was founded, the regional trends on the transportation industry, and what they're going to do with all that money and an outlook to the future. So good morning, Hasib.
1: Hi, good morning.
0: Thanks for joining the show. So it looks by your background that it's sunny and bright. Uh, Where are you at the moment?
1: And thank you for having me. Um, I'm in Germany, in Hamburg at the moment
0: yeah it must be bright and early there today so thanks for joining uh and yeah can you tell us uh as i introduced can you tell us wh- how you drive came about
1: yeah um i was uh living in the u a e and um having an another business in the logistics sector and um automotive was always part of my part of my um Businesses that I that I really loved and my uh, my interest my big passion as well. And in two thousand and fourteen, I decided to start a car rental company. Um, I built up a fleet of around hundred cars and um, started to rent them out on long term basis. And one day, all of our cars were rented out, um, and I needed one of my logistics employees to to go and do some some um, to, to finish some tasks for the company, and um, while we were figuring out how he would go, since he would have, um, he he was having two three tasks, and a taxi was not an option. Public transport was not an option because he had to pick up something and then drop something and then get something uh, um, signed. And and uh, we he needed he needed a car with him, so he basically really uh, was was in need of a car. Um, At that moment, we realized the only way for him to access a car would be the same as our car rental business. He would have to pick a taxi or get someone to drop him at the car rental office, do all the paperwork, do all the handover and the payment uh, add a security deposit as it was needed back then and and is mostly today, and then uh, get the car, drive around, finish his tasks, which uh, which was expected to take him around two hours. And then he would drive the car back, um, finish the documents, paperwork and get someone to pick him up or take a taxi, go back. So we realized, or I realized this is super inconvenient. And that was the uh, moment where, um, I realized that there is kind of a mobility option missing. And I knew from, um, Germany where I grew up, um, from here in Hamburg, um, car sharing options and the car sharing, uh, solution. Mm, I thought of that uh, and and uh, yeah, that was the moment when it was born.
0: Oh, wow, interesting. So a, a real case of find you know spotting something that you can't do and looking for a solution, but within your industry and within your expertise and within your kind of subject matter experts, your space
1: Correct, correct, uh, so um, it was basically disrupting the um the not disrupted business uh, space that that uh, i was in at that time and uh, digitalizing it that was basically what what, uh, what started to be executed from this point onwards
0: and the solution so yeah, i remember that period you know i remember renting a car trying to rent a car uh, in 2013 2014 in dubai and it is as you described it was very sort of do i have the right emirates id do i have the right licensing do it it was very sort of The barrier to entry, the obstacles to rent a car was difficult, and and the fees, and you know, kind of minimum one week or maybe something like that. I can't remember. But so so obviously there was a gap. But then, how did you go into sort of transforming your existing fleet and your existing uh, company into Utrive, and and when did you sort of come up with the name and the concept?
1: Yeah, right after I had the idea, I started to look around for technology and for, for the parts that were missing to make this happen. Um, being being uh, connected to Germany and grown up in Germany, I, I looked around in Germany and I found one of the leading companies in the tech space for car sharing and mobility um, being, uh, that was based in Germany in the southern part. Um, I approached them. We discussed how this might look, and um, they advised me that a couple of other um, people have contacted them in the past and were interested to take it to the region, but then it failed uh, on a couple of uh, different reasons. Uh, they told me about um, they told me about uh, regulation issues. They told 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 me about um, solution problems. So basically, um with car sharing, you need a couple of other things like fuel, like um, the right insurance and many other um, yeah, tools that are basically added on top to make this entire disruption happen. And um, when I approached them, um, I, I told them that I'm, I'm uh, really interested to, to make it happen and that I'm quite sure to make it happen. We uh, came to an agreement somewhere in 2015 um, to, to give me the exclusivity for the technology for the Middle East. I used this, um, used the technology and the knowledge that they, that they provided to build up the fleet, um, fixed, uh, the devices on, and the existing cars that I had on the ground. I didn't, um, I didn't build a fleet, uh, the entire fleet up with the technology. I used around 35 cars in the first, uh, in the first phase and that was around end of 2015 so in 2016 in march we put the first 35 cars on the road
0: uh, okay uh, interesting so a lot of things kind of c- came together uh you know you had cars and you licensed the technology so the sort of the product market fit or the the not you know the minimum viable products shall i say the tech and the car the bit that's probably hard for people to do, you were able to kind of get it out there and test and learn and see if people uh, use it.
1: Correct. So that was really a benefit. I mean, having a car rental company at that time and disrupting car rental through this uh, way was very um, yeah, beneficial. I, um, However, what was missing was many many other parts. Um, back then, for example, as you can do it today with the drive car, when you drive into an EPCO or Enoch you know, petrol station, you don't uh, even need to open your window. They just refuel your car and you just drive off. There is this um, RFID chip on the um, on the on the cap in the backside, which is being read by um, the scanner, and then you can just uh, get fuel and drive off. At, that that's today but back then this technology was not developed properly yet it was just in the pilot phase and so on so we had to um, work with several players to make specific things happen Um, that was including um, the insurance that was including the um, refueling part one very important factor was the parking issue Um, you you are providing people such a mobility you will have to provide a parking solution as well because the moment when they hand over the car back to you they would have to hand it over on the street on the road and um, as we know um there's a lot of paid parking in, in the uae and in the middle east and so we had to find a solution there as well which we managed and um but yeah it was of course uh, the infrastructure that i had uh, with um other businesses and as well as the car rental business uh, made it easier for me than it was for others.
0: Yeah, interesting. I want to talk about two specific things one is regulation, and then the actual category of the space and mobility that you're in. But firstly, in regulation, um, I remember that period I was in Astro Labs when we were starting Love in Dubai, and there was there was ideas around this space I, and I know there, there was e-car starting and there was a few other people like electric vehicle road trip and there was people pitching for tenders and then you know Drive came about and people saw all the logos and the branding and it was like well what's going to happen here and almost the same thing happened with uh scooters and mobility and regulation uh what, what was that process like did you have to uh pitch a tender to the rta did you have to uh, get recognized? And what was the sort of uh, period and that phase like?
1: We um, got into a conversation with the RTA after we launched, because when I launched this, I launched it as a car rental. It was basically, um, as per my conversation with some, some contacts, um, um, I was clarifying and they were, um, they were accepting uh, that This is car rental with digital access, basically, and and not a human intervention because there is no human to hand over. It's basically the technology that makes the handover. And um, that was pretty much well understood in the very beginning. And this is why we launched as a car rental with digital access in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. A couple of days later, um, I was approached by uh, the government, by the RTA um, on the um, on the business and uh, the service. We were discussing um, how to basically uh, regulate this. The RTA had their um, imagination and their expectation on it. Um, They worked very close with me on uh, defining how this really could work. We've spent a couple of weeks on making it a tender. Um, So we basically, we rolled back from being a per minute Service provider to a daily service provider um, after a couple of days of starting in, in March two thousand sixteen, um, and then they started a tender for the per minute car rental models, which is which is what it is today. And um, we worked together. It took a couple of weeks to to, to basically define how this can look like, and then um, a tender process started. Um, companies. Uh, were we asked to come and submit their letters of intention or, or express of, of interest. And uh, step by step, the government uh, took the process of um, tendering this and we participated in the tender. Over 20 other companies, as far as I knew, uh, participated as well and we won the tender. And together with um, another mobility provider that operates in the UAE today, we won the tender.
0: Amazing interesting and thanks for sharing um so the category i'm just back from cairo where swivel uh i've i've heard use cases of people you know not using the train system and using buses to get around the big country that sort of thing and obviously uh we've we've seen kareem and you know do really well out of this region uh, and you know when talking about the german connection and you know what people. I we spoke off air at the start and when I was living in Germany uh, as a student getting around the country because the 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 trains were so expensive we used to share uh we used to go on websites and jump into other cars but at at what point does it become you know like a service model or a uh p- pairing up with other people uh and does it become a kind of a rental uh play and a pure play uh sort of rental Uh, business model
1: our model is um, price wise quite uh, competitive and um, it makes sense to use us straight from the first minute um, when when you require mobility Um, I can give you an example of uh, of a trip um, from Dubai Marina to the airport which is a frequent driven um, route Um, it takes you roughly around 30 minutes to get there if there's a lot of traffic it might be 40 minutes 45 minutes you will end up paying around 30 to 40 dirhams with us for this trip um that's what it costs you with you drive to get from marina to the airport if you use any kind of other mobility options wait maybe um, the taxi or um, the uh, other um, ride hailing services you will be ending up paying more than 100 dirhams and um that makes us really cheap. So um, from the first minute and from the first moment, without sharing it, without having additional people with you in the car, having the car dedicated to yourself, um, you're having a benefit by
0: using our service. Okay, fair enough. So I I get that and there's, uh, you know, that was the initial problem that you were looking to solve that someone uh, wants to kind of move themselves around in a cost efficient and time efficient way uh however you still need a driver's license and there is still some sort of approval so what's the process do it is there a kind of a know your customer approval process how do you cover insurance and how do you make it faster than the example you described at the start
1: yeah we we have a um, KYC process um when you when you register with us you have to upload your driving license. You have to upload your ID. Um, we ask you to take a selfie picture with one of your documents, so um, that we know that you really uh, are intending to register with us. Um, with with all of that, we then have a um, process where your your data and your information is being checked. Um, we we need to uh, you need to fulfill certain criterias. You will have to have some driving experience. Um, or at least uh, some time between the time of the issuance of your driving license and the time of uh, you registering with us. And um, that's what we all verify. And then we approve you as a customer and then you can drive. This usually takes a couple of uh, hours or sometimes only a couple of minutes uh, to get approved, but um, we definitely go through the process. It's very important because we have we have on each car several trips per day and you have several um, different people driving a car the same day. And um, if one of those uh, start to have with less experience, the car damaged or um, any kind of other issues start to rise, um, the fleet will start to be uh, very inactive or not available for all the people. Mm. We have 250,000 people registered with us today. so. Um, we really need to make sure that uh things are being checked properly and uh we reduce the risk as much as possible
0: interesting um that's a that's a you know a significant number of people over the last uh four or five years the that behavior is new to them so they obviously didn't do that before how did how did you see that adoption how did people become familiar with you know i don't need to I can kind of open an app, register, find a car located near me, and just get in and drive. Like, how did that sort of behavior and the awareness and how did people uh, start using UDRIVE?
1: drive? Um, behavior, what, what, what's really a benefit for us is that the customer behavior in general, in all different um, age groups, are, are frequently changing and they're getting more and more um, digital so um, people are ordering today their coffee or their lunch uh, it's an application they open they register quickly and they pay online they they, people really want to avoid this interaction between um, between human humans and um, on the other side also avoid the cash component you know um, all the difficult process and calling calling up the rest or the cafe and ordering in this way that's what I mean with with the people interve- uh, intervention. Um, that's what really benefits us because this is what we offer as well. Um, renting a car today in the UAE um, is as convenient with us as um, just ordering uh, food or something and it it's it just uh, gets handed over with only the driver coming in and handing it over to you. We, You get on the application, you register, uh, you get approved. And that moment you get approved, you fully have access to a very huge fleet for um, as long as you want. You're, you're, as long as your driving license is valid, mm-hmm. you um, can choose between different cars. You can ch- choose between different engines, models and um, that's the convenience that we offer. And people really like that, because um, I'll give you an example. When you work at Emirates Airlines and um, you need to get some tasks done, laundry, or whatever um, is part of your daily uh, cycle when you when you are in the UAE. Um, back before COVID, the statistics were saying that um, staff of Emirates Airlines, like um, especially, especially um, uh flight attendants um, were staying an average of eight days per month in the UAE or in in their city where they live in dubai um with for these eight days it doesn't make sense to rent a car long term it doesn't uh, make sense to buy a car so because um, it's really spread it's not eight days in one piece it's eight days um, once one day then two days and so on so, um, people were conveniently then jumping on our service because whenever they were needing it they were booking a car for an entire day and if they were not in need for an entire day they were just booking it for an hour or 20 minutes uh, two hours and uh, this convenience uh, re- is, is, is uh, one of the reasons why we actually have so many people register with us and showing interest to use the service
0: Okay makes a lot of sense and how did you go about uh when someone's looking to rent a car if they live in a in a compound area or if there aren't many cars uh in the vicinity and it's very hot? how do people walk or get to the the u you, you drive car?
1: So it really depends how your trip is going to look like. So if, if you're just going to for a, for a quick 15 minute trip, um, it's, it's difficult to understand that a 30 minute walk for a 15 minute trip would make sense. Um, but if you need a car for a day or two, it's a whole different thing. So it sometimes it, it makes even sense to, uh, ask someone to drop you at the car or to, to take a taxi and drive there because it's still cheaper than any other mobility option. Um, sometimes it's, um, you require a car just for a quick um, drive and then you check the application for a car nearby and you walk up that car if it's just like two, three, four minutes. We um, had before COVID um, a significant number of cars in the city available in Dubai and um, had the uh, people close enough to our cars or the cars close enough to people, uh, to our users, to um, have them use our cars uh during covid um which which uh, put us in a time where people were um not well, when when the lockdowns and the curfews started we had to reduce the fleet and um it was a little bit more difficult to get to a car what we noticed was due to um, the pandemic uh, situation that people started to keep cars for longer and they were going for more longer trips and um this is why it was always making sense also to drive up that car and uh, to get access to the car it's I would say it's still in it's still close it's still easier to go and and drive up to one of our cars or walk to our cars than to go to a car rental office or um, jump on some other solutions um that are then more expensive than ours but um today we're we're increasing the fleet size again. we have already increased the fleet and um it's uh, easy to find a car that is not so far away from you
0: interesting so you touched on the pandemic and obviously that must have been quite disruptive um there were no cars on the road for one period in dubai um but now we're you know we're kind of 18 months in you, we have a better uh view of the world of how it's uh, living with or dealing with the continued effects of the pandemic and you've announced a, a fundraising uh and you say you're you're increasing the fleet. So what's that sort of uh, what happens sort of up to the pandemic into the fundraising? And uh, can you tell us a bit more about that at the stage of your company at the moment?
1: Yeah, so as a a car sharing business, um, we've been really hit hard um, with the curfew with the lockdown. And um, it's it's very simple. It's uh, people are not allowed to go out from home they cannot drive when they cannot go out from home, they cannot drive. And when they cannot drive, we don't make revenue and we we have our cars uh, stranded on the roads. Um, We got into a very difficult situation because it's not just that the cars are parked somewhere outside and not being used when the cars are not being used, since the technology is still active and um, we need to keep it active, uh, batteries run out of power. We had um, cars become dirty, become dusted and um, having a few hundred cars or a couple of hundred cars on the road and all of them being affected in this way, it's very tough to get this ramped up very quick, um, especially when the demand comes back and uh, we have to make it happen. On the other side, the financial aspect um, and the financial uh, the financial pain that you have from it is that obviously you have all your running costs, you have um, uh, your, your staff, you have your, um, your lease costs. You have all running costs that a business would usually have, and uh, then you have zero revenue. So uh, that was really a huge financial impact on us. Um, we, um, suffered from it, but, uh, we came back stronger. We're today, a much better company, um, with, uh, uh, Many things executed in a way that uh, we wouldn't be too surprised today if uh, another lockdown or curfew would start.
0: You'd be prepared for it. That's great to hear and well done. It does sound as if it was quite difficult. Um, so, what round was this now and how'd you raise funds before and did you go about the original licensing of the technology? Do you still license that and did you kind of build it yourself after a while?
1: Yeah. Um, so the round uh, that we that we closed now was a Series A. Um, that was basically our um, a round that was dragged all the way through the pandemic um, time. We we started it already before um, 2020 into the end of 2019, and we had commitments already back then. Um, things changed through the through the situation through the impact that COVID had on us. And um, we got uh, to, to, it was dragged out for quite a long time. Um, we publicly announced also um, a raise that we did through Eureka, the crowdfunding platform. So a um, couple of hundred people um, participated in that uh, in that raise and we secured a nice amount of money. Um, it was one of the biggest expression of interest faces that the, the crowdfunding platforms in the Middle East ever had recorded um with our customers uh, committing or or showing interest um in putting money in the uh in the platform and in, in the business so we were very proud of it and it was during a time where we really needed that support and we were really looking at uh, raising um we got uh we got uh, the funds um then uh, committed, fully committed and, and closed um, somewhere um, in the last couple of weeks. And that's why we announced it just recently. Um, yeah. This second question is the second question that you Sorry, that you I that you
0: uh, once uh, about the technology as well. Yeah.
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember it was a whole different question. Um, the technology. So we started with the license technology before and um, then in. In uh, 2019, um, I started to. The, the hardware, the IoT device inside the car, is a very important component of uh, the technology. And in 2019, I uh, found a production um, place um, in, in Asia, which I partnered with. And today we produce the hardware um, for ourselves. So the entire from the motherboard to uh, everything else uh, that is being part of it, all the different uh, technical um, components it's, ha- it's having today, which is very different from the first product, from the, as you call it, minimum viable product um, is, is uh, today very different and it really suits the business today and the expansion that we would have to um, other cities and uh, countries uh, in the next couple of months and uh, weeks.
0: Fascinating. Um, yeah, on the financial side, it sounds like it was tough, but you, you maybe had a business, Uh. you had sort of the two core things that might cost a lot of money, a fleet and tech. So you didn't need huge funds at the start. As the business is growing, you know that this category can have value in the future. So you you think you're going to go down the equity route. Uh, you then go to a crowdfunding platform, which I'm not sure, I don't think anyone on the podcast has talked of Eureka before, or maybe one um, fitness company. But uh, but so that's obviously successful crowdsourcing, crowdfunding. Those people get equity in the company. That leads you up to a biggish, uh, well, quite significant uh, Series A. Uh, so it's quite an impressive story, and you must be quite confident now coming out of the sort of... Initial five six years period, and now you you're in a category that's growing, and and you've got a good brand, and you're you're growing. So well done on that. <laughs> I'm sorry for asking Thank two you. questions at once. <laughs> no problem. No problem.
1: But, yeah, it, it was really it was really not an easy time. Um, it it's it was really a tough time. It was um, needing some uh, very good advice, very good thoughts. Um, very difficult decisions were to be taken um we have we were in a um, situation where um I, I usually compare it with something um where you have a boat and in on on that boat you have tools and people and um, you have to get rid of some tools and you have to get rid of some people to not let the boat sink and uh, if you keep all of it the boat is definitely going to sink if you kick some some of them out they're out of the boat you don't know if they will survive, if the tools will come back, or if the people will come back, or if the people will even make it. And um, that was that was a situation that we had to deal with. Um, I must say we we um, did very well. Um, we did really well, and um, yeah, we're we're fine today.
0: Good, great to hear. And you know, just asking a little bit more around the technology. So, from a user point of view, they might think what you were talking around initially might have been a smart app that has little icons of cars and just works when you push buttons but hearing you talk about the hardware part of it as well as the software is is super interesting for many reasons a that you have to you can actually create something uh, that's customized for your type of company that, that gets installed into a car but then the capability of that in the future with all the kind of mobility trends of what that what that component can be. So can you talk a little bit a bit more about what does that allow you to do today?
1: Yeah, that's that's a very interesting point, actually. Um, Many people think that this is just a car opens, car closes. Like you say, just some buttons, you just press them and then something happens. Um, The ability it gives you is very powerful. Today, what we're able to do is to just um, go to a car rental company, um, install our uh, technology onto their cars, and if they uh, would want, they could activate those cars on that um, platform, and 250,000 people immediately would would be potentially their customers. And they could decide and define how they would want to rent the car. Would it be only for a day? Would it be for three days minimum, or a week, or a month? and they could define the prices around that so we would immediately open whether it be a small car rental company around the corner or one of the big chains we could immediately open an entire market to them especially if it's just a very fresh market entry for example that's that's the one side that that's that's b2b i would say um b2b to c basically and and the other side that we have is um that we're we're uh, looking at and and working on um as well with regulators is also to enable um you to share your car with your roommate or with your um with with uh, your partner or anybody else or with your colleagues um we we can enable you to just um subscribe uh, being on our on our platform adding your car to our platform or if you have a nice savings you could just buy a, a, an economic car and add it to our platform and earn through that car, making money on our platform. Um, on the other side, we can enable entire fleets of companies. Um, if, if a company has 200 employees and 200 cars, they don't need that. They can reduce their fleet size a minimum of 30% and get rid of 50, 60, 70 cars and um, have 130 cars and only one key for all 130 cars for the 200 employees or even potentially 250 employees. And they would just drive them or use them whenever they need. Um, and a very important and very interesting aspect of this is when that employee has driven the car and he parked it outside the road um, in front of his house and then he turns sick or he's not able to return the car, it is already available for the next colleague. Mm. He can just go up to his apartment and grab that car and that's that's a powerful so there's many many powerful components to it and that this technology enables us and uh, opens to companies to people and uh, we are definitely going to make use of this um, and that was also um, one of the reasons why we wanted to raise money and um, progress the business further
0: that's fascinating yeah so that concept of the user being able to rent out their car, so the Airbnb style, uh, what would have been a model that we would have heard about in other cities as the first approach? Whereas what you've done is you've taken the car rental, digitizing car rental, and then adding this sort of uh, approach to empower both other, anyone with inventory, basically, whether it's a business or an individual
1: yeah it, it really helps also because um, you see the model in other countries the the uh, the nice way you have, you've uh, described it as the airbnb of cars or car rental. Um, you see in other countries there are models where people uh, where p two p car uh, rental is is there. Um, but the issue that you really have is that there is not enough peace on one side. there is not enough um, demand. And what we're basically having today is a luxury of having enough demand. We have enough people that are looking for cars. And now if this is a Toyota Yaris that is owned by you yourself or if it's owned by UDrive drive or by um, one of the car rental companies and that we all know their names of, um, it doesn't really make a difference for you. It's the mobility.
0: Interesting um exactly and uh, talking about the category in general the the mobility space or smart mobility or you know it's so diverse like people here in dubai will be very familiar with the kareem story and the super apps and how um a car can you know we can send things to people now with the kareem app we can even send money but everything kind of expands and the category adopts all the time in terms of utility as you said earlier about you know People don't want to make calls; they just want to kind of do things efficiently. Uh, but in the mobility space, there's also a lot of sort of macro trends, uh, you know, to do with um, to do with sort of electric vehicles and and different things like that, and scooters and, and lots of different smarter mobility things. So, what's your view on that? For you, drive and your outlook of that of the trends. Where are you focused on?
1: We're we're technically able today um, to. Put any kind of um, an asset that is uh, rentable on our platform, and by fixing IoT devices on them, we make we enable them to to become available to open to get them opened and everything that is required around that. Um, so what I mean with it, we can easily put scooters on our application. We can easily put bikes on our application. All sort of uh, transport options that are there could be integrated. Um, what What we decided to do though is is to focus on our um, on our um, service uh, and on our on our space and uh, really make it um, work for the people the way that they need it. If you need a car, you come to us and you get it the most convenient way. This is what we wanted to ensure with with our service. And what we are intending to do now is to make this happen in many, many cities. We see this in Europe with um, several players that when you have their application, that's what they offer. And you get to any of the airports, you land there, you have this as your option. You open this application, you have a car uh, standing apart either near to the airport or at the airport directly. And that's what we also wanna show towards um, that we want to present towards outside, being a service that gives you this specific option of uh, mobility in many, many cities of uh, the Middle East and potentially beyond the Middle East later on. Um, Adding additional services and additional assets to it is something that we will definitely continue to look at. And whenever it makes sense to either incorporate something or um, add something by ourselves, we will definitely look at it and uh, evaluate uh, when to do
0: that. What, what have you seen the demands Do people when they customize their car, when they make the requests of the type of vehicle they want in, in Dubai, of, of those quarter of a million users, are you seeing interest in electric vehicles? and what level?
1: Yeah, the thing is, uh, today with electric vehicles, is there is a couple of obstacles still that need to be um, looked at. Um, one is, of course, the charging stations and and the difficulty of um, the time that you need to recharge it. When you have when you drive a, a regular um, petrol car today uh, on your drive, you just uh, and you rent it for three days, let's say. You just um, go to a petrol station. It takes you three to ten minutes to wait at a queue and get refueled and then just drive off and then you're good for a couple of days. Um, with electric vehicles, a part of us charging them for customers and having them fully charged and available on the ground, um, the issue is also you yourself, when you keep the car for two, three days, having to, 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 to charge it, To every time plan your mobility in a way that you would have to go to a tar- charging station either in the evening or during the day and get it charged and then wait for it to be charged. Mm. So um, which is a significant amount of time. On the other side, you have the component of the price of the car. Um, electrical vehicles are today still more expensive um, than specific economic cars, which we have in our fleet. So that and then um, boils down to the point that the rental price is also more expensive. Um, we are having difficulties um, for people that are very price sensitive on our application to accept that ai um um, i'm gonna pay here double the amount just to drive an electrical vehicle that um, at the end doesn't uh, make a difference on my mobility need because i need to go from a to b and that's that's it um it's there is definitely some people out there that are looking at the environment issues and. Are using car sharing also due to environment, environmental reasons? They don't um, go and buy or they don't rent a car for themselves or lease a car because they don't want to um, have a car um, for the environment and, and um, to save the environment. They don't. They use our service, and such people will definitely use it. Um, whether it being enough people to to make it happen and grow the fleet towards it. Uh, is a question i think i personally think that uh, the mobility space will evolve towards electrical and um, as we all see today it's, its governments are announcing that um cars will be removed from the road and uh, re- re- regular cars and uh, only electrical vehicles will be allowed And um, we will be ready for it. We will add the cars we're planning right now to add now in 2022. Significant number of electrical vehicles in our fleet. We're in touch with some very um, powerful players in this space um, that are developing cars at the moment. So we're, we're in direct touch with manufacturers. We're in close conversation with many different manufacturers for the fleet in general, but for electrical vehicles specifically. And we will be adding the the, um, the cars uh, in the fleet over the next couple of uh, months and years.
0: Fascinating. Yeah, and of course you, you're currently in a country which has renowned German car makers and they've made bold predictions of you know and backed it up uh with significant investments in sort of electric vehicles of the future so um it's kind of a it's an inevitable trend that's just going to those obstacles obstacles you described will um you know eventually go away uh two more questions one related to the car rental space in general and then a little bit about this region uh so uh, it, it it just reminded me when you were talking about the pandemic, uh, there was an interesting global car brand, uh, car rental brand, Hertz. They had a very interesting existential uh, story during the pandemic. Uh, they were obviously in a lot of trouble, and then there they were. Um, there was you know talk of a buyout, and then the price went up and down massively. And now, I just saw a, a sort of a prediction of one of the CNBC hosts that one of the the companies that he recommends investing in is Hertz and I looked at the logo and I thought oh yeah that's smart that's a good uh, investment really smart well done you know I can see why he's saying that but listening to you now and just you know personal anecdote I've, as I said I spent the last four days in Cairo when I got I needed a car <laughs> I realized now I needed a car because I was uh, our space was about an hour and a half in the airport traffic's crazy but my only thing that I could think of my behavior is uber i don't want to uh i don't want to argue over the prices i trust uber but i didn't think of renting a hearse and i didn't think that oh well what's the equivalent what if i had you drive so so what's your kind of view on and and i think we heard from what you said that maybe uh the incumbent rental companies can use your technology but uh, do which would, would you and would the investors recently in, in your company be as bullish on car rental post-pandemic. Is this an exciting space? And uh, are you disrupting the, the incumbents? Or are you becoming part of them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, see, the, 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 the best thing to think of is uh, how convenient would it be for you if you need a car, whether it be for four days or it, or it be for 30 days um, on a full monthly basis, instead of going to a car rental company when you can just grab it at on the road for 50 dirhams, more or less, um, on the road, and you just uh, choose from the application which car you, you want, and it's guaranteed that it's this car because it's parked there, mm. and um, that's why we are definitely putting our our um, money, I would say, on on the car rental space and uh, the, the mobility space. We are, I, w- I would see ourselves also today as as. Uh, as a hybrid between the the long term solution and the short, the quick need of getting from A to B, um, we we are really uh, covering both sides. Um, as as you see, um, cars have uh, the, the the production of cars have been um, very. Uh, very difficult in the last couple of months since the pandemic started. Uh, chips are missing are, are not uh, being produced. Um, productions are stopped because of that. Uh, we see a lot of um, demand in the used car rent- in the used uh, car sector, and we see a lot of demand in the new car sector. So prices are going up, the demand is uh, a lot higher. And with that demand of and, and with, with the shortness of cars, The demand on our side is also going up um and that's why it only makes sense for us to really focus on that and uh, make a specific car the airbnb style available for several people um whenever they would need and not everyone just block
0: one uh, for the entire time makes sense sense that you do know yeah you're focused on what you can do in in the next sort of few years Um, In Dubai, we often see innovative solutions, and uh, none more so than in the transport and mobility space. We see, uh, you know, uh, flying taxis are coming soon, Uh, although, you know, self-driving cars are coming soon. So it's a really inspiring place to be. Uh, Do you kind of share that vision? Uh, You know, do you see the Middle East as an emerging market, Uh, you know, of the new territories that you'd like to go to uh can you reveal any of them and are they in this region and what's your outlook for the future
1: yeah um definitely so i fully agree with you on 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 the point with uh, dubai and 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 the middle east um being in dubai is a very important hub for any kind of new ideas that are being um piloted or tested and um you have the the greatest thing of it is you have so many multinational people on the ground that you can um, whether it's uh, a new sweet sweetness or something that you want to try out some some sweets or some 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 food stuff that you want to try to see how how it's been what feedback you can get from the market you have all different ethnicities you have all different nationalities around in the city and you can really try it out and you can see how it works and where the biggest demand comes from. Comes from, And um, the same is also for us. So, for example, when you compare um, one of the next countries that we're going to is, for example, Saudi Arabia, answering your second question, um, when you look at uh, Saudi Arabia, yes, Saudi Arabia has, um, I would say um, in, in Dubai, we have uh, 80 to 90 percent uh, expats and and uh, other nationalities using our service and when we go to Saudi we would have 80 to 90 percent of the locals being our customers on the other side but um, it doesn't mean that I need to now check in Dubai for um, for uh, the Saudi nationals to, to try out uh, to see if, if they like the service they have a different uh, kind of uh, lifestyle in Dubai and uh, the ones that we would be addressing would be having a different lifestyle in Saudi. So their need of mobility is what I mean mean with lifestyle. Um, What we have in Dubai, the component that we can use is to see what is the um, what is the behavior of someone that has one car in the family, but there are two heads that are allowed to drive or have a driving license. And that's what we can then beam and and try and pilot then in Saudi again, and uh, this is why I really encourage anyone that is um, interested to to launch something or pilot something and try out something, to um, try it out in Dubai or in the UAE, and um, and and then uh, expand from there to other cities and regions.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you for joining us this morning, uh, Asif, and enjoy the, and, as, and you know, it's a, it's a holiday here in Dubai, so I, I know it's yeah. not in Germany, but thank you for joining anyway. I'm sure, I'm sure you would have. It's been really interesting hearing your story. Um, you know, thanks for sharing so much, and it's, uh, you know, it's obviously a complicated industry with lots of moving parts, no pun intended, and we follow you, drive story with interest. Thank you very much
1: for having me. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Take care.
0: That's it for another episode of Dubai Works. Thank you so much for listening, and please leave a review on the podcast platform that you're listening to. It really helps with organic searches. Also, if you'd like to appear on Dubai Works or know someone who has an inspiring business story in Dubai, Please do get in touch on any of the smashy social platforms.